Hey, this is Dave from Superior Speak, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Hello, everybody. It is time for episode number 388 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Reagan. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Welcome to the show. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment still this week. So we brought him in straight from the So Wizard podcast YouTube channel. It's Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Hey, glad to be back. And the cat was kind of a giveaway. <laughs> it, it's not a full Wally Hawk um, presentation unless the cat makes an appearance. I'm sorry. One, <laughs> yeah, e- right, either of the cats. <laughs> Once we get the cat in here, it's ready to rock and roll because we are all about pussy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but you, the listener, listening to Soul Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network this week. We've got a little news to talk about. Including yet another delay for Morbius. And then we have our full season review of The Wheel of Time from Amazon Prime. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Adam Wallyhawk, it's great to have you back. What's going on? Uh, doing good. Things got crazy for a while, but I'm back in the world of living people with a normal life. Uh, what's going on YouTube-wise for content coming up? A little slow right now. Everyone was kind of putting things on delay with the holidays, but now that we're through all that, I'm getting a slew of emails for new interviews. Uh, screeners are kicking back up, and I'm getting a bunch of stuff from Amazon Prime, which is really exciting. Nice. Uh, yeah, we just had those two surprise visit movie uh, interviews drop, so that was pretty exciting. That's coming out the 14th of January on VOD and in theaters, so you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, those were good ones. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you here, Markellis Reagans, or should I call you Marquis? <laughs> that, that, that is my name to some people, yes. That's right. How the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, like I said before, I'm trying to like work my way through this huge list of movies that I didn't get around to at the end of last year. Yeah, carving out time for Wheel of Time kind of put a damper on it this week, uh, but I'm, um, I'm slowly checking off some movies and coming across some movies that uh I should have watched earlier last year and I and I didn't but uh I'm 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 making my way through the list right now. Awesome. Uh I myself am extremely busy. Uh my work has gotten absolutely insane. We are understaffed and we are in the middle of a corona firestorm. Yikes. Now. So it is uh it's it's been tough. I've been I worked about 75 hours last week. Uh, between both jobs and I'm just just trying to make it through every day <laughs> every day I'm just trying to make it through the day so that's that's what's going on with me so not a ton but I did go see the movie the 355 for my special guest appearance coming up on the silver screensavers podcast where we will be reviewing that so I'm not going to tell you what I thought but I will tell you it was a god-awful movie going experience <laughs> uh, especially coming off the high of going to see spider-man uh, and how awesome that was as a theater experience there was no one in the movie theater 
I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you that the 355 is a nuclear box office bomb right now. There was no one in the theater. I was so happy. I was like, oh, thank God. There's nobody here. Awesome. I was alone in the movie theater. It was great. And then right as the movie was starting, like three or four people showed up. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, you couldn't even come in for the previews. Like I consider going to the movie theater like sacred. I like to get there. I want to see the previews. I want to have my seat. I want to be nice and ready to go for when the movie starts. I, I cannot fathom walking in after the previews or after the movie started. Like to me, that's just like, ew. I can't do it. I don't understand people that can. And then they proceeded to there's a lot of subtitles in this movie because it's an international spy thriller, I, I guess. Um, so there's a lot of people speaking in different languages. So there's subtitles throughout the movie um, when they're talking and the fucking people would read them out loud <laughs> the, movie the whole time. I was so fucking mad. And I'm just like, don't 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 start any fights today. Don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm be quiet, but I'm so mad. <laughs> it's such a terrible movie going experience. Every now and then I get reminded why everybody likes the idea of everything going right to streaming. Yes. I, I love to defend going to the movie theater, but sometimes you're just like, man, there wouldn't be some annoying ass people reading subtitles out loud. <laughs> I was watching this at home. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis Reagans. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast? All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. Well, uh, Mark Ellis, you tell me we have some news to discuss. So let's do it. Let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, uh, we had a delay for a movie that we have been very much anticipating. Uh, Morbius has been delayed, has been moved from its its uh, calendar date of January 28th. Uh, we had it on a list. It was coming up soon, and now it looks like it's going to be coming out April 1st. That's the new date. Um, it, the funny thing about Morbius is that it was originally supposed to come out July of 2020. <laughs> and they they started filming Spider-Man No Way Home in October of 2020 and that movie was filmed 
edited special effects released and already made a billion dollars at the box office and morbius is still nowhere to be found i'm thinking one of the rumors was that it was being delayed because they're gonna add some possible spider-man to the movie maybe uh andrew garfield appearance because he's uh he's the hot thing right now so uh, yeah what do you guys think of the the delay and a possible andrew garfield garfield appearance in a new movie uh let's start with our guest adam Hawk. i'd be kind of surprised if it was real full-on spider-man appearance i think they're gonna do one of those things where you're like yeah you know technically spider-man appeared but it wasn't what everyone's assuming it's gonna be like when they said, oh, 007's a girl now. And like, yeah, there was a female 007 agent for about three minutes. Right. All right. Well, are you are you disappointed that the movie's not coming out until April? Is this one that was oh, kind of uh, on your curiosity list? No, <laughs> I don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Joy, what about you, dude? I know you're the calendar guy. So how do you feel about Morbius oh, uh, jumping ahead by a few months? Fucking Morbi-ass. <laughs> so mad right now. Yeah, I have the show planned out through the end of July. And it was Morbius that jumped. And then uh, The Black Phone is another movie that moved like months yeah. ahead. Month. We were uh, planning on doing that, I think. In, was it coming out in February? Am I? No, it was coming out in the January. Yeah, Morbius was into January. I think Black Phone was February. Oh, February, yep. Um, we were going to do that with uh, special guest Andrew from the Nomcast, who's going to fill in for Aubrey that week. He's still going to come on and do the movie with us now, but it's not going to be until June, I think, or July. I'm not really sure. Push back to the middle of summer. Morby asked, I cannot believe this, man. I'm so sick of this trailer. <laughs> so sick of seeing this trailer at the movies. I don't understand what they're doing, because if they ever were going to get any extra money coming in, it would be now, 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 when people are excited about Marvel, excited about Spider-Man, excited about anything. They've Everybody's seen No Way Home once, twice, three times. They may be like, hey, there's a new superhero movie. Let's go check it out. I think that, that they're costing themselves anywhere from an extra 10 to $15 million off their gross by moving the movie. I, I, I just don't get it. At some point, much like the New Mutants and other movies that have been bounced around. You just have to eat the fucking shit and release the movie. Just release it. It's time. How many times can you rejig this? I mean, we just saw today that some Spider-Man No Way Home concept art leaked. And because of the schedule shifting around and Corona and everything, like almost the entire script had to change. Yeah. Uh, America Chavez was supposed to be in No Way Home. And instead, we haven't even met her yet. Man, this is just fucked. Like, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Get this movie out. I'm so sick of moving it around the schedule at this point. Well, the pandemic is the culprit here, man. I mean, you know, you can plan all you want, but the the virus is going to make it do what it wants to do. So, you know, Sony is having their I think they've made enough money for 2021 between Venom and Spider-Man. Maybe they're trying to, you know, maybe boost up the the first quarter for uh, next year. Well, that was one of the other rumors that why they moved it was they were like, well, fuck it. We made enough money. We'll uh, move this to fiscal year 2023 and (laughs) that'll look a lot better for us. But who knows? (laughs) That would make sense. That's what I would do. But yeah. So like I said, uh, the movie is right now scheduled to come out April 1st, April Fool's Day, ironically. uh, And we will see if it sticks to that plan. Because it's uh it's been a while it's been a minute. This is the <laughs> Morbius is the new new mutants of uh Marvel movies to be jumping around all over the place. Probably quality wise too. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy ain't walking through that door, fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then in other news and reboot sequel news, uh, we got a trailer for 
Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock. A continuation of the original Fraggle Rock show uh, from Jim Henson. I never watched the show at all. I have never seen one episode of Fraggle Rock. I have no idea why I would want to, but apparently it's a big deal. It's getting a lot of press and people are digging it. Uh, Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock. Joey, why should we be interested in the show? I don't know why we should be interested in this show. I used to watch Fraggle Rock. It was on HBO. It was an HBO exclusive. Yeah. So that was uh, it was it was pretty awesome. When I was a kid, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, I don't know what pull this has for people today that aren't my age. Like, I don't understand why any young kid would want to watch this or even know what the fuck it is. And if you didn't watch it back in the day, I think there was a cartoon also, but I don't think it was very popular. So if you didn't watch it back in the day, I can't imagine what the pull is for it. But I, I remember really liking it when I was six. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to give it away. But when I was six, I remember really liking it. And I never understood why. Come, You saw it on the trailer. Like they run through a hole in the wall in this guy's house. That's how they get out. Why never like boarded up the hole? <laughs> like, it's a pretty large hole to have in your wall. <laughs> I assume you would, as a homeowner, you would you would fix that. <laughs> I'm sure that's what six year old Joy was thinking when he was watching it. <laughs> yeah, and I I do enjoy that in this trailer they showed they use the shitty um when the puppets they have to show their legs okay. it looks like ass and it always has for all Muppets forever. They still did that in this trailer, which was great. All right, but otherwise, I mean, it, it looks like Fraggle Rock. It looks like absolutely nothing has changed except for the fact that the guy that owned the dog. Uh, in the original series has passed away. So right. it must be like his granddaughter or something, but otherwise absolutely everything looks the same. So I, as somebody that liked it when I was six, I guess I would check it out. I can't imagine what the pull is for anyone that's not in their mid forties. Adam, uh, were you a fan of Fraggle Rock uh, before? I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I've never seen anything Fraggle Rock. I am aware of it. Uh, I think Jim Henson was pretty awesome. He did a lot of great things, yeah. but this is not on my radar at all. Yeah, I know it doesn't make for a great conversation, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I mean, I, I'm a big Muppets fan. I like the Muppets, but Fraggle Rock just seemed like, even though it's still Jim Henson, it felt like the GoBots to the Transformers, you know, of the Muppet of the <laughs> yeah. Muppet universe. So I, I didn't really care. So, but and the uh, weird thing is, they haven't really gotten the Muppets right in a while. So why are they shifting gears to a lesser known property? Well, this one is premiering on. Apple TV Plus and Disney might still own the Muppets, maybe. So maybe uh, this is okay. like Disney definitely owns the Muppets, but I don't, I think Fraggle Rock may be a separate franchise. <laughs> this so is, this is the uh, Sony. Uh, this is the Sony Pictures universe <laughs> of Muppets. <laughs> hey man, Brian Henson got to eat. Oh God, <laughs> that fucking movie he made with the the R rated Muppets with Melissa McCarthy. Just a trailer made me want to shoot myself. Uh, so, uh, Fraggle Rock, Back to the Rock, uh, 13 episodes, it premieres January 21st on Apple TV+. Plus. So, if you have kids... Whoa, 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 13 episodes? 13 episodes. I was just thinking that. How come all the shows we love get eight? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure they're only half-hour episodes. I thought this was just like a two-hour movie or something. Like, 13 episodes of this? Okay. Uh, yeah, so if you have kids... nostalgia hit, would you ever watch more than one? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if you have kids, maybe it's something you want to check out. Apple TV Plus. So then in other news, Netflix is developing a new anime. A what? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? My favorite drop. (laughs) (laughs) A new anime based on the hit comic book, Scott Pilgrim. This one will be 
Actually, they didn't say how many episodes it would be for this one, but it will have the original creator, the original writer back on board as an executive producer, uh, Brian O'Malley. Uh, but it's coming to Netflix. Uh, the original comic book was very manga inspired. So making an anime out of Scott Pilgrim just seems like a perfect fit. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the movie. I'm a huge fan of the books. Uh, I love the fact that I think issue two has an ingredient for vegetarian lasagna for no apparent reason. It's just a, a weird comic book. Uh, but I am so psyched for another version of Scott Pilgrim. So I'm ready for this. Uh, Mr. Wallyhawk, how do you feel about a Scott Pilgrim anime? Uh, not for me. No? Um, oh. One, I, I don't love anime. I don't like anime at all, actually. And saying it's anime, to me, says that the art style is not going to exactly match the book, but the book already has such a unique art style. I don't know why you would do it all over. And I read some of the books after seeing the Edgar Wright movie, yeah. and I think Edgar Wright did, like, the quintessential perfect version, so I don't know why we need more of it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I will tell you something, Adam. Anime is an important part of our culture! <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you? How do you feel about a Scott Pilgrim anime? Oof. Um, I, I am notoriously not a fan of the movie at all. Yes. I don't like the movie in any way, shape, or form. And that's really been my only exposure to Scott Pilgrim. I have friends, uh, I have family members who have read the books and swear by them. I think the video game looked kind of cool. I'm not interested in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I will probably watch it if I have to for the podcast, but it would have to like knock it out of the park. It'd have to be a grand slam episode one to get me to like forget about Michael Sarah like ruining any <laughs> attempt at this movie for me. So I, I, I just I can't stand him. I'm sorry, and I, I just hated the movie. So it would have to literally knock it out of the park on the first episode for me to be like, yeah, I'll devote whatever amount of time it takes to watch this uh, multiple seasons or whatnot, because I, I just don't like the storyline or the movie that it was based on the storyline. So it, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. It's kind of like when, you know, we, we the Witcher just had season two show up. Uh, we were all kind of wishy-washy on the first season. I, I watched 15 minutes of the first episode. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this. And I just shut it off. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. So it would have to like really grab me right at the beginning for me to actually devote time to watching it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sure you're going to hate it regardless. But it, and I've said it before yeah. and I'm going to say it again. It blows my mind that a, a, a story that's like about a rock band that's video game and comic book inspired does not appeal to Joey at all. Like I feel like that would be right in your wheelhouse. So the fact that you don't, I mean, it's got, it's got fucking Brie Larson in it for crying out loud. Like it, the fact that you don't like that yeah. movie just blows my mind, but I, I will be I watching, nothing. I'll be watching it <laughs> and uh, you can watch uh, Fraggle Rock. I'll be watching Scott Pilgrim. Okay. And that's it. That's all I got for the news for this week. All right. Well, guys, now it's time for us to talk about the full first season of the Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. <sighs> my friends, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. So we decided we were going to review the entire season for you. Now, full disclosure, myself and Adam got access early as press to watch the first three episodes a few months ago. Adam got to interview members of the cast. That was all from Amazon Prime. So full disclosure up front. We also, myself and Adam, reviewed the first three episodes on our YouTube channel. After watching them, we both were all in. We both really liked them. But now we've all three of us watched the entire season. So let's see if either it held up or how we felt at all about it. Before I get into it, Marcellus Riggins, have you read a single page of The Wheel of Time? No, I didn't even know it was a book until you mentioned it. <laughs> 
Adam, have you read a single page of The Wheel of Time? I read the first book. What made you stop? Because at the end of the first book, I said, what the hell just happened? I couldn't remember one character or one thing that happened because I just remember getting lost in the minutia. Lost in the minutia is a really good way to put reading the Wheel of Time. <laughs> uh, I read all of the books, all 14 of them. Jesus. And they all average somewhere between like 900 and 1500 pages. Um it was a long slog. It gets pretty boring in the middle, <laughs> but I enjoyed them for the most part. So I am a book fan. We have someone that read one book and someone that read none. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to have no spoilers to start. We're just going to give you our impressions of the full season. And then Markellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't finished it or you haven't started it, you just want to know what we thought. Go nuts. The rest of you stick around for a little more in-depth discussion. But So to get started, Adam, what did you think of The Wheel of Time Season 1? Uh, absolutely loved it. Can't even bury the lead on this one. I just loved everything about it. Amazon paid you well. <laughs> Don't I wish <laughs> Jeff Bezos putting you up in that rocket Markellis Reagan Yeah I don't think this show is for me uh, I oh, I just oh, could oh. not get the hook of it I couldn't figure out why I would want to watch this show Week after week So I, I quit watching it uh, Probably like after I don't know like the sixth episode <clears throat> And I'm like you know what? I'm just going to rewatch it I'm going to start from the beginning and rewatch it All the way to the end And I got to the end and I'm like Yeah I don't think this is what I was I don't think this this show is geared towards me. All right. Well, I really liked it, but I have some issues here and there with it. I also don't know, and I think now we're proving that as we talk right now, how it would play with non-book readers. I don't know if it's the four-quadrant pleaser that it, it should be or could be. So I, I don't know how successful it would be, but... After watching the entire season, I definitely liked it a lot. So you've got a thumbs down, a thumbs kind of up, and a thumb way up. I, I don't even know what to tell you. I guess you're just going to have to watch it if you haven't seen it and come back. The rest of you, let's drop the drop and let's spoil the Wheel of Time Season 1. Clear spoiler. Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's hear it. What we liked, Marcellus Reagans. You're not a fan, but is there things that you liked about the show? Yes. Uh, I love all of the actors. I love all of the characters, the main characters. I think they're all fantastic, I, and I like them. I like their performances. I love the special effects on the Trollocs. I thought that was amazing. I've been watching movies and TV shows for a long time. I could not figure out how they did that. There's some amazing camera work in it. There's a one drone shot beginnings of one of the episodes where the camera just like, you get this big vista, big vista shot. The camera swoops down and then it turns into a handheld shot and it's almost seamless. It's like 99% seamless that I was just amazed that they were able to pull off in a TV show. Uh, I love Dana, the barmaid, uh, even though she turned evil. I thought she was awesome. She was a great character. There's some amazing transition shots uh, when uh, Dana, the, oh yeah, we're in spoilers. When Dana, the barmaid gets uh, killed and she's laying on the ground and her blood is like seeping out of her body. Uh, the blood forms the shape of a mountain. And then the next scene is a mountain. Like that transition I thought was like done really, really well. I didn't know there was eight episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got to the end of the seventh episode, because usually what Amazon does is that, you know, when you finish an episode, they'll immediately start the next one. So when I got to episode seven, there was no next one. And I'm like, oh, that's how it ends. 
<laughs> it's, it's a kind of a weak ending, but okay, all right, whatever, that's fine. So uh, I was psyched that there was an eighth episode, and I loved the reveal uh, when it, it it starts off three thousand years earlier, and then I loved the reveal when they open up the window and they show what the world looks like three thousand years before this story. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. More of this. I wonder how this is going to play into the end of the episode. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it, they never go back to it. So like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was excited for a second. But it's, I will say if you're, okay, so I've never read the books, but I will say if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, if you didn't read the Game of Thrones books, but you were a fan of the show, or you're a fan of that type of um, dramatic political intrigue, I think you would like the show. I think the show works for that. It doesn't have like the R-rated or X-rated stuff that Game of Thrones have. But if you there's can, not a ton of doggy style sex. In it. <laughs> there, there's a little a, light on the incest. Yeah. There's a wolf licking a guy's leg. That's about as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> but uh, if you, yeah, I think if you if you could follow that show, then Will of Time might be something you can definitely check out. All right, Adam, you're gushing. What did you like about that? <laughs> uh, it, it really filled that Game of Thrones hole. Uh, I, I hate to constantly make those comparisons because I feel like every conversation I get into about the show, it's how does it stack up against at least the first five years of Game of Thrones? I think it's right there. It doesn't quite go as deep into making it feel like a real world, even though obviously Game of Thrones wasn't. But they do a good job with their world, and I like a world I can get lost in. I like... The primary four main characters, there's that fifth guy. I'm, I am terrible with all of their names. So the fifth guy who didn't follow him into the portal, Man. I hated that guy all along. I'm sure yeah. he's going to come back, but it was not sad to see him go when he went. That's uh, the point. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. So I guess I could say you, I liked the actor's job because he's making you hate him. Well, uh, he also I, got I, recast for season two, so, you know. No, oh. did he? <laughs> Oh, yes. no, I like that guy. I mean, I liked his performance. I don't know what happened either. There's not been any indication of why or what happened. No, it's all everyone's very tight lipped. But mm. yeah, he got recast. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I, I like a lot of things that Mark said. The way it's shot, they really obviously care because it came out at the end of Game of Thrones that that show kind of worked as a fluke. And when it fell apart is really how it probably should have been the whole time because <laughs> it seemed like the people running it didn't care at all. And I really like how they did the uh, the channeling. It oh, wasn't really? Conjuring, it didn't come out of nowhere. I like that it came out of the environment and they were just manipulating. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. The show looks great uh, in terms of cinematography. I don't know where it was shot. Was it shot in New Zealand? It was shot pretty much everywhere. <laughs> okay. Because it, it, it definitely takes cues from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, in a lot of the way the shots are framed and showing things, and it looks great. It it really does look good. There's a another shot mark where at the very end, the, the dark one and Rand and uh, Moraine are in that crypt or the eye of the world. Yeah, and the camera kind of spins around the three of them. Yep, and that was really cool too. So there was a, a lot of really cool camera tricks and stuff they did with this. I loved the cast. A lot of them to me looked right out of the book, at least in my head. Um, Rosamund Pike was great. I love Rand. Perrin is my favorite character in the yes. book, so I was glad. I was a little worried about his casting, um, just because the way the guy looks. Uh, he did since he seemed like a like kind of just too big, not tall, but too big. You know what I mean? Like too wide. But he is awesome in this, and and they added that story with his wife. That's not in the book. Oh wow, that's a huge character thing. 
Yeah, um, it gives him some motivations that lets them skip uh, minutia stuff later on in the book. So <laughs> I, I can understand <laughs> like a lot of the things they did with the story to make it different from the books was to make it easier to translate. So that that gives um, Perrin like different motivation. They gave Matt um, his sto- family backstory. They aged the characters up and they gave. Uh, Rand and uh, oh god, these pronunciations are bad. Eugene, Eugene, <laughs> Egwin, <laughs> or something like Egwine, that. <laughs> Egwin, uh, they they gave them uh like more of a romance before the show started, uh, as opposed to them just kind of pining for each other and being like fourteen years old. So it it kind of helps them along with not having to do these crazy backstory things because that's one of the things that's this book series notorious for is just getting bogged down like robert jordan will spend 30 pages explaining to you what the tray on a table looks like (laughs) that's just the way it is but yeah i mean i I really love the casting i was so happy i was literally like jumping out of my seat when uh perrin got to interact with the wolves (laughs) (laughs) like yes yeah (laughs) it's such a good storyline i was so glad to see it already starting and like foreshadowing it was great i like lan I really liked the cast. So the cast was great. Uh, after all the controversy of some of the casting, Ninve, Ninve, <laughs> the fuck is her name? The girl that was a wisdom in there. Um, Nynaeve. Nynaeve, yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be older than them, but she's not as older in the show as she is in the book. So like, That's one thing that different. kept throwing me. They talk like she's 20 years older, and I'm like, isn't she like a year older than them? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, in this, she's probably like in her like early 20s, and they're all in their late teens, whereas in the books, they're all like 13, 14, and she's in their her mid-20s, so it's a little different dynamic. But yeah, that actress uh, is actually really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and I was surprised that she was so good in this because her main thing that she did in the past was power rangers which is not known for its good acting so <laughs> gotta uh, start somewhere yeah no i was surprised so i i did really enjoy the, the cast the cast was great i thought they did as good as they could with the story i wish and i hate to say it mark because i know you're like oh it was only eight episodes i wish it could have been a little more a couple more episodes i would have liked to see a little deeper dive on some of the stuff Ugh. just to kind of explain it a little better like i understand what's happening because i read the books but i, I could imagine might, somebody might be lost once they start throwing all these cities and names and people and this and that i don't want it to turn into uh the movie warcraft did you ever see that adam <laughs> no i dodged that bullet mark you you saw it right we yeah. watched it for the show if yeah. i remember right yep we did yeah and they would just have the character show up and could be like this is blah 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 son of blah 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 and you're like i have no fucking idea what's happening in this movie <laughs> so i just want them to avoid that but they seem to do a pretty good job of it i would have liked to spend a little more time with the uh city that guards the the canyon that would have been a lot cooler but i think they did a good job for the most part adapting it they went fast on some stuff too like when they, they got into char Le- goth in the second episode when they went to the evil city yep that's probably like 60 percent of the way into the first book so they went fast yeah <laughs> wow stuff it's fine but you know for the most part you know i enjoyed the cast i enjoyed most of the storylines i you know it was a good good season to me I, it has some warts and we'll get into that in a second so Marcellus, what did you not like about the show yeah there was a, mainly the pacing of the show just was off it felt like they were taking their time on things that they didn't need to. Uh, it felt really slow in, during some some scenes. Uh, the opening epilogue, I had to listen to her say it like five times, and I still don't understand what it, what she was saying. The darkness over the land and the dragon. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I couldn't catch it at all from the very beginning of the show. 
But I'm like, I'm sure they'll explain it as, as we move forward. And then, Joey, something that you just said, it wasn't quite the four quadrant story that it, it should be or that it could be. And I think that's what it is. There, I was under the impression that there was going to be, when they introduced the redhead kid, Ran. When they introduce him and he talks about the girl that he used to have a crush on when he was little. And, you know, I'm thinking there's going to be like a pining like romance that's going to happen. It's going to end in a big kiss, like, you know, in episode three or four or something like that, maybe at the end. And then episode one, they're already like naked and bumping uglies. I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, they, whoa. They, they skipped way <laughs> ahead on that one. I was like, oh, OK, so I can cross that off. And I and I know Moraine, I know that she is like the keeper of secrets. And but she isn't because she can't lie. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. That maybe I paid attention to what she was saying, but I couldn't get what her motivation was. And she's like one of the main characters of the show. And if you don't know what her goal is or what her what her intentions are, it just kind of it, she just kind of floats around. I just couldn't grasp onto it, and that I didn't like. She's Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, but Morpheus has his. There's the third act, the beginning of the third act, where Morpheus is like, oh. Neil's is starting to believe all of this stuff that I'm hoping for. It's finally starting to happen. And then with her, you know, she to the very last episode, she still had no idea who the fucking dragon was. And I'm like, how bad are you at your job? (laughs) (laughs) You spend all this time with these people. She doesn't tell them like when they all go to the city, they're all in the same city. And she doesn't tell one group that, oh, by the way, your friends are are here. She says, oh, I have people looking out for your friends when they arrive. I'm like, why are you being so secretive? So that drove me absolutely nuts. Adam, I know you said you like the effects of them, like uh, casting the magic or whatever. I thought it looked fucking stupid, (laughs) like really dumb. It's one of those things where if just just for a second, think of what that shot looks like before they add the special effects. (laughs) And it just looks like they're waving their arms and and it looks ridiculous. And it gave me kind of an idea of what um, some of the challenges that Netflix is going to have to face when they do Avatar The Last Airbender, because there's a lot of same magical type of stuff like that in there, too. So I'm hoping that's going to be better. So that kind of drove me nuts. And then the (laughs) – oh, I did like the ogre part, the ogre guy. I didn't mention that before. I liked him. I liked his character. Did not like his makeup. I thought his makeup looked (laughs) awful. Yeah, I'm with you there. (laughs) uh, The storyline with the warder uh, after he loses his girl. And they they use that whole episode to show like how – you know, he's lost and he, you know, winds up committing suicide. I'm like, who gives a shit? Where are the kids? Where's the juice? Where's the good stuff for the show? So that I thought was dumb. And then her meeting up with the head queen, who she had a relate, Moraine had a relationship with the, the lead, the woman in the chair. The Amerlin seat. Yes, the Amerlin seat, which I thought was cool. I was very glad that, I was very glad at that tension between them. Like she's the, she's like the head and Moraine is kind of a, offering her own, doing her own thing. And they have like this secret, mission that they're kind of planning but they decide okay so the blue team wants moraine to stay in the castle moraine said the only way i'm going to be able to save the world is if i'm out of the castle so you have to kick me out so i can't come back right so that's the plan and then they spend literally 25 minutes of that episode being sad about moraine leaving the castle and i'm like why are they dragging this on we already know what the plan is just kick her out oh my god it was driving me nuts in a nutshell, the pacing of the show is not as quick as I want it to be, and I wanted the the finale, the big showdown between the dragon and the the dark one, to be kind of epic. And instead, it was just a kid holding a carved elephant, and it glows really bright. Well, 
that's the first time they meet. It's not the end of the movie. It's not yeah. the end of the story. That's why. That, and that was the other thing. Like, I spent this whole thing, this whole eight episodes going on his journey for them to meet up with the the dark one. And it's like, oh, the wheel of time has no beginning and has no end. But this is the beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when it were the beginning of this age. <laughs> So it's actually not about the dragon. It's about these five kids who have to who play in a part of this world. I'm like, uh, I just spent eight episodes and you're telling me that this is just getting started. Oh, my God. So, yeah, <laughs> the pacing of it is off. Adam Wallyhock, what did you not like about the show? I'll agree with some of Mark's points. Um, I didn't think the pacing <laughs> was that far off. I didn't think it was that bad. But I do agree that they spent some time on things. I mean, maybe, you know, in the future, it'll be like, oh, that's why they spent all that time, because obviously there's more show coming. But there were certain things like the guy who committed suicide after he felt like he had no purpose, even though he still could have made himself useful and things like that. Uh, It didn't really bother me as much as it's bothering Mark. The ogre makeup was real bad, and I don't really like the uh, character design on, like, a couple of the the big bads, like the the actual dark one. I don't think looks really cool at all. It looks like something, like, from maybe one of the earlier Harry Potter movies. Speaking of Harry Potter, the other, like, kind of lesser, but still seems to be in charge of the Trollocs, just looks like Voldemort with teeth. (laughs) (laughs) The fades. The fades, yeah. 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 That's literally how they're described in the book. That's that's right out of the book. (laughs) Well, I guess they did a good job on that, but since there's something that already exists there, that made the wrong connection, I guess. I could have used a little yeah, bit more fade action, actually. I, I thought the fades kind of looked cool, and I was hoping that one of them would, you know, maybe kill one of the main characters or something, but no. They barely fought. I have uh, theories on things like you were talking about with finding out who the dragon is, and you were saying like it's not really the dragon, it's the five kids. Um, but I don't know if we're getting into show theories at this point. That's fine. My understanding was all five of them make up the dragon. <laughs> like Voltron. <No. laughs> <laughs> Unless they change it for the for the series, no. <laughs> that, okay, that's not where it's going. Because that's what I kind of thought was that they they were all a piece of it, and for whatever reason it was divided, and they either needed to all come together or it would just be hell on Earth. No, it was uh, Eggwine... <laughs> <laughs> whatever her fucking name is she in in the books is not even part of it so like she's comes along with them and she is learning how to channel and things like that but she's not part of their group of Taverin, like powerful people from that town like oh like, well the show's really extraneous character <laughs> yeah she's an extraneous character that's brought along and she's a great character in the books but she's not part of that like it's the three boys so they that's added a, that yeah no, I'm just digesting that because they're, they're, the show's really painting it like she might be the most powerful one. Right, because they spend a lot of time with her with her journey. It starts with her journey. It starts with, with her being pushed off a cliff yeah, into the water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, it does. All right. But there's some potential spoilers for me. Well, who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah. What else? Anything else? That I didn't like? The relationship with uh, Moraine and the person who sits on the special seat, whatever you just called it. The Amarillo's. If they never touch on that again, I'll be kind of annoyed because it's like touch on it again and make it a thing or don't have introduced it at all. It's kind of a hat tip to book readers because it's hinted at Uh in one of the books that they have a relationship, but it's never expounded upon. So so kind of confirming that theory. Right. Okay. well, I I can live with that. Yeah. The show is is officially saying this is what happens in, in at least in this iteration of the wheel. So, all right. Uh, what didn't I like? So I'm going to 100% agree with you, Mark. The pacing is very weird. Okay. I thought the first couple episodes where 
you know, Moraine and Lan come to town. They're introducing the characters. The Trollocs attack the town. I thought that was phenomenal. I was like, this is a 10 out of 5 show. I was like weeping <laughs> when Moraine finally uses the uh, one power to help them because it was it was just right out of the books. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> they nailed this 100 percent. Yes. Um, I thought those episodes were great. I thought the special effects were great. Everything. Awesome. Then once they got out of uh, Charlotte Goth, it almost felt like the, the show like ran to a brick wall for four episodes. There was just a lot of meandering, and that's something you're used to as someone who read the books. But it just felt like there was a lot of stuff that, like you said, with the guy, the guy that his Aes Sedai got killed, and then he killed himself. Like that's great, I guess. But like, I, hopefully that pays off later on. But it seems like a lot of wasted time. The false dragon guy. Yeah, I understand what that's setting up, but it, it was such a detour for a long period of time without any of the main characters. It was just kind of goofy. It, it almost felt like an episode of Xena for a while. <laughs> I thought it did a good job cementing some things they were talking about. Right. No, it makes you understand a little bit, you know, like what their the Sedai stance on things is and why Moraine doesn't want them to meet Rand or any of the other characters because they're just going to silence them and, and be done with it. And then she's trying to do something else. I just feel like it could have been done better or it could have been like cut better. So we also could go back and see what the main characters were doing to not have it be so much of a detour for an episode and a half because it was a cool like battle sequence and stuff but it meant nothing i didn't give two flying shits about any of these characters that appeared for the most part and the special effects i don't know if they used up the majority of the budget in the first couple episodes because it looked fantastic and then later on they, they started getting bad i think i texted you guys in the group chat um when i was watching that episode with the false dragon when i said like these effects aren't very special <laughs> it just started to look a little cheesy and not very well done and it almost felt like they were reaching a little bit for something they didn't have the budget for. So it may have been a they needed to rewrite that, write it a different way, figure something out that they didn't have to show stuff straight on because some of it looked pretty goofy, um, especially when her <laughs> her and the sisters are like fighting up against his uh, power and that one girl gets stabbed. It just looked bad. And then that final battle at the wall. Um, it's pretty dark because they can't show the fucking army. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just like, come on. I mean, it was cool, but it was still like, oh, man, if you don't have the budget for it, find some way around it. I guess they tried by like hiding things in shadow and showing close ups. It just I don't know, man. It did seem to lose its way a little bit, but I thought it picked up towards the end again. Um, once it gets back to the main story of the the main characters, it, it gets interesting again. It's just a lot of the detours don't seem to be set up as well and as interesting. Obviously, you know, I'm excited about seeing what happens with the wolves I'm excited to see them look for the horn. Rand is now officially the uh, dragon reborn. You know, it was, it was good. They detoured from the books a little bit, but for the most part, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I Man, they did you guys pick up on the fact that this was like the wheel is, is, is a circle, so everything happens over and over and over again? I did not pick up on that. Mark? Uh, I don't know if I picked up on it, but I assumed that when the show, when episode eight starts off 3,000 years ago and they're in spaceships, <laughs> yeah, and it looks like Coruscant, and now it's 3,000 years later and it's like the olden times, I'm assuming that's going to be like, you know, it's like the Matrix is going to reset itself every 3,000 right. years. Oh, so I because that. I thought yeah. it was because the dragon decimated everything. Well, he, he does or doesn't every cycle. It depends. Sometimes he's good and he saves the world. Sometimes he's evil and he breaks the world. So it depends. The books later on imply they don't go into it but they imply that the very first age is the world we're living in right now 
<laughs> and uh, a nuclear war caused by the dragon and uh, the dark one is what breaks the wheel the first time. <laughs> so, nice. So it's implied. I don't know if they'll ever go that way in the show, but because then it would just be like Shannara Chronicles, which would be terrible. But anyway, uh, let me ask you guys a couple questions. Marcellus, uh, favorite cast member. Oh, you know who I really like is the the warder that was Moraine's warder. Um, Lan. I thought he yeah. was a really cool character. I liked that he got to do some. I thought he got to do some cool fight scenes, but he also got to do some cool like emotional scenes. Um, I thought he had the most probably developed character out of all of them. All right, Adam Wally. Huh? Uh, Zoe Robbins, Nynaeve. Yep, cannot pronounce either of the girls' names. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Even when I read all the books, I'm sure I was pronouncing them wrong the entire time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was your favorite character. All right. Um. You know, I already said, you know, my favorite character in the books was Perrin, and I loved him in the show. I thought he was really well done in the books and in the show. So I'm super excited to see more of his story. But, Marcellus, are you super excited to see more of the story? Will you watch season two? I will watch the first episode of season two uh, and see and see what it does. <laughs> see what it does. There, There's elements of this show, like the beginning of the episode when they show, like, the future or the episode before that when they show, like, the redheaded lady, like, battling the soldiers and the – Oh, that Snow. was great. Like those see yeah, those sequences are like, oh my god, yeah, this show. I'm I'm all about it. I want more of that. The first episode of the second season gives me, you know, gives me a little intrigue that I want to continue. I will. But if it doesn't, I'm out. Adam Wallyhawk, are you in for season two or out? I'm definitely in. I'm actually gonna rewatch season one when we get a little bit closer, just because there are so many names and things mentioned that I kinda wanna pick up on it. All right. Uh, I will watch season two. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I, I almost want to re- reread the books again. <laughs> All 14 of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were in the ways um, with the, with their torches and stuff, uh, I got to tell you, it gave me an itch to play Dungeons and Dragons again. <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen, but it definitely gave me the itch. So. <laughs> That's our review of The Wheel of Time. Let's get it a score. Season one, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Mr. Adam Wallyhawk, what do you got? No surprise. I'm going to go with a five. Wow. All right. Five out of five for Adam Markellis Riggins. I'm giving it a two and a half out of five. Ouch. So, but at least a three. <laughs> too too much political intrigue, man. If they a little less political intrigue, more of our young heroes kicking some ass, and then that would have been a three. So, like Elvis used to say, a little less conversation, a little more action. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You nailed it right in the head. All right, I've been gonna go with a three and a half. I would say like edging more towards a four, but the things that knock it down for me were kind of the meandering middle episodes and the poor special effects later on in the season. I love the story because I've read, trust me, I wouldn't have read 14 fucking thousand pages about it if I didn't love it. So I'm interested to see where they go. I love the cast, but you know, I just want to see this quality take a step up in season two a little higher than it is right now. So definitely, in my opinion, something you should watch. Markellis kind of not really there and Adam telling you you should watch it immediately. So make the decision for yourself and let us know what you think on social media. So that's going to do it. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Adam, tell us all about Social Studies comic and where we can find it and give us a recommendation. Uh, Social Studies Chapter 2 just launched this month, so Issue 8 is out now. There was seven previous that are all available on socialstudiescomic.com. Uh, chapter two, we're actually working on the last book of the chapter right now. So releasing one a month, we're way ahead of schedule. 
And uh, then we're going to work on some 2D animation stuff, yeah. hopefully, to get some YouTube clips going. But that's a, a lot longer process. Awesome. And what do you got for a recommendation for the listeners out there? Cobra Kai Season 4 is out, and uh, we just love it. Love the awesome. 80s cheese. Love how self-aware it is. I'm all in. I am a bad person because I only watched the first season. I think we did on the show, and I've not had a chance to go back and watch more of it. So Shame. I guess I'll have to catch up. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, you know, I was looking at Netflix today, and I'm like, maybe I should start watching Cobra Kai because everyone's talking about it. But uh, I haven't watched it either. It's on, it's on the list, though. Uh, I'm going to recommend everyone check out uh, the Peacemaker TV show that drops this week. Uh, it's been getting somewhat mixed reviews, but I have a lot of faith in James Gunn. Uh, and I like the character Peacemaker uh, in the Suicide Squad movie. So that's my recommendation. Check that out. See what it's all about because uh, it's another cool comic book TV show. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel where the wonderful Mr. Adam Wallyhawk is dropping interviews, trailer reactions, reviews, unboxings, and more weekly, almost daily at some point. So definitely go to youtube.com backslash so is your podcast and check out all that content. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more. This month, it's the only place to hear our reviews of Encanto and Don't Look Up, among other things. So definitely check it out if you'd like. I will suggest, uh, you know what, check me out on a couple extra podcast appearances that I made uh, this past week. I was on Cult 45, helping them with a retro review of the first Scream movie. Uh, my aforementioned forthcoming uh, appearance on Silver Screen Savers, and we'll be reviewing the 355 and more. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to going back on back to the blockbuster and there's some sort of spelling bee thing on Instagram live. I'll be doing at some point in the next week or so. So lots of appearances for me because I'm nuts and I don't have uh, a way to say no to these things when they offer, but <laughs> check them out. We greatly appreciate it. You might find a new podcast that you like. As for the rest of you, come on back next week. Cause we're going to bring beat them down from Colt 45 back uh, onto the show to review Scream 5 with us. And then in two weeks, Aubrey and Adam will be back as we count down our best and worst of 2021. So that is going to do it. That has been episode number 388 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, our special guest, Mr. Adam Wallyhoff. Thanks for having me back. It's always a good time. And the experts, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hey, everybody, have a good week and Wakanda forever just want to send a special rest in peace out to uh sydney pontier and bob saget as we record this has sadly passed away so rest in peace to those legends the rest of you guys the march to episode 400 continues so we'll see you next week good journey